Welcome to the Love in the Fight podcast. My name is Travis Rousinger, and we are excited to have you with us today. Relationships are all around us. They're everywhere. Healthy relationships hold the key to success in life. The best kind of relationships, they're filled with love. Whatever you're fighting for, part of why we are doing this podcast is that we want to encourage you today to fight for love. I know personally that throughout my life, I've enjoyed fighting for love, but it's been tough some days, but then other days, it's been easy, amazing, incredible. But no matter how good or bad it's been, it's been worth it. It always is. Again, we want to thank you for being here with us today. We're going to be focusing on relationships often in this podcast, but we're going to be taking different roads as to how to get there. But we're certainly going to be talking about love. I'm joined today by my co-host, my beautiful wife, Dawn Rosinger. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. Just a little background information on Travis and I. We are actually high school sweethearts, so we've been married for a little while. Along the way, we've had the opportunity to raise two amazing kids. We love Jesus, we love people, and we absolutely love encouraging marriages. Well, we want to welcome you guys back to the Loving the Fight uh, Marriage Podcast. Hey, guys. It's good to have you guys here. Fun to be back with you. Man, we are just blown away, aren't mm-hmm. we, Don? Just so pumped with all the different people that are listening. And we're also yeah. not only just ecstatic about those of you that are listening here across the United States, but we're also really just excited and want to just kind of give a shout out to all of you that are listening around the world yeah, as well. It's fun, fun to look to see where you're listening from and we appreciate it. We have people, of course, from Tunisia, New Zealand, France, Norway, Argentina, and Germany. We just want to welcome Welcome, all of you guys guys that are out there. Oh my gosh. Thanks for tuning (laughs) in. Super fun having you. Well, hey, it's been kind of a crazy year for us, a lot going on. In fact, um, Don, you know as well as I do that we just sold a house not yep. that long ago. Close it like, what, two weeks ago, I think. Yep, oh. just just the other day. Yeah. And what's really cool about this story is that we ended up making a decent profit we on did. it. Of course, yep. we're rolling a lot of that money right back into our our, our new house, our current house. But it's got kind of a story built mm-hmm. in with it. We're not Chip and Joanna. We're no. not HGTV kind <laughs> well, of people. I wish we were, but... I wish we were. We like to try. But what we try. <laughs> <laughs> we pick up hammers. We get power tools. But one thing we did do is we... There's this story, of course, like I just mentioned. Yep. When we bought the house, we had this vision of what the house could become. It just so happened that there was a wood shop above this two and a half car garage, about 650 square feet ish, somewhere in there. And neither one of us are woodworkers, right? No, we had no need for a wood shop. None whatsoever. But we had this vision. We're like, what if we could not only update the entire house and make it look uber modern, Mm -hmm. but we also thought to ourselves, what if we could turn that into an open concept studio apartment? And guys, you've got to use your imagination with me. This is a wood shop. Absolutely. It was a mess. Old sheetrock on the walls. Wood floors. Yeah rough like there was a no big burnt water, hole in the floor no Do you remember gas, that? Yep, nothing up there no like the electricity needed extra wiring just tons of stuff no shower and toilet. so yeah <laughs> no shower no toilet so we got a vision for this i mean we even went in and not only decided to put in a full kitchen living room bedroom you know studio apartment but 
in, uh, we created a bathroom and there were four closets that would be a part of what became the bathroom. And we knocked out two of the closets yeah. to put in this amazing executive shower. It like, was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful shower that we tiled ourselves. We anyway, YouTubed it and tiled it. Thank God for YouTube. <laughs> but anyway, all that to say that because of the vision that we had for this house and all of the updates that we ended up doing uh, with it, and our marriage yeah, survived those yep. updates, was, yeah. uh, because of all that, we grew our equity in our house. And we were able to sell that house for a lot more than what we bought it for. And sometimes it's really easy to understand the importance of building equity in a house. You know why? Because most of us know how to build equity, right? In a house. We Absolutely. just put money into the kitchen, right? Or the bathroom, they say, or add add more space, you know, square footage. Update the important places. Yep. So it's really easy to, to know how to do that in a house. But what about our marriage? How do we build equity in our marriage? How do we build our marriage so that we have profit so that it's something that we enjoy so that's something yeah so you get a return on your investment yes, exactly. and how much more uh valuable or important is a marriage over a house i mean i know people mm -hmm. as you do don that they've gone through three houses yep. or four houses yep. but and, and we know people who've gone through three marriages or absolutely. four marriages yes yeah. yeah but but a marriage is so much more valuable and mm -hmm. so when we think of building equity we think of a thing called relational equity yeah. when it comes to marriage. So what is relational equity? That's what we're talking about today. Well, here's what it is. It's really the expression of your unique relationship between you and your spouse and the value that is built up over mm -hmm. time yep. because you both wake up together, because you both invest in one another. Again, it's making a relational investment, knowing that value is being built up. Yeah. And when, again, when it came to our house, we uh, put some time and effort and energy and we there was a number that we made. I mean, we made some money from the house. But how do you build uh, relational equity? How do you build it in your marriage? Well, think about it. What kind of house do you guys want to live in? Do you want, do you want a small house? Do you want a big house? Do you want a rundown house or do you want a clean, modern house? Do you want one that you can entertain in or one that, you know what, no one will ever come over? Well, if you want to have a great marriage, you'll have to start investing a lot more into it so you can build this relational equity. Yeah. It takes an intentionality, doesn't it, yeah, Don? And, yep. and I, I couldn't agree with you more. I don't want the rundown house with the cockroaches and that's ready to fall in on no. itself. I want a house. If I'm going to take my hands like you and I did mm -hmm. to this wood shop and we turned it into this gorgeous apartment, if I'm going to do that with a house, man, I want to build a nice size house yeah. and one that looks amazing, looks incredible. And, and when it comes to our marriages... What kind of marriage do yeah. we want? Do we want a broken down marriage that is filled with just awful, horrible things uh, that, that the cockroaches kind of, if you will, can feed off <laughs> yeah. of? Or do we want an amazing marriage, one that is beautiful and large and incredible? So and there's just some... like building a house, it just, with marriage, it takes work. It Absolutely. takes energy. It takes effort. It really does. So again, relational equity is one of the most important things. I think what you and I are suggesting today uh, to everybody, including ourselves, is that it's the foundation of yeah, a great it is. marriage. It is. And every you house- You have to invest in your marriage. 
Yep. Every great house sits on a really great foundation, a solid foundation. So what does it take to build relational equity? Well, first of all, you've got to start by understanding the value of time. Mm, If you don't understand the value of time, you're going to miss everything. Why is this important? Because time is literally our greatest currency, isn't it, Don? Especially, I'm a time person, so I truly understand. Of all people, you would know. You, You know where every minute of every day goes. Uh, but here's here's the reason why time is our greatest currency. It's because once it's gone, we'll never get it back. Nope, I can go can't. spend a dollar, lose a dollar, and then I can go back and earn a dollar or find a dollar. But once I lose this hour or this minute, Don, it's gone forever. Mm-hmm. And when we truly understand that, we will do all that we can to manage it better and to use it wisely. I know a good example of that uh, that came to me not that long ago, a while back, I was listening to an inter- interview with one of the richest men on the face of this earth, a guy by the name of Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because they had asked him a whole bunch of questions, but they got to the point in the interview where they, they just said, Warren, um, you know, like, tell us, what, what is the most important thing to you? And it was in that moment that he said, you know, it's funny you should ask that. He said, because I am so rich. He said, I can buy anything. Yeah, I can go anywhere. Too, yeah. I can do anything. He said, but there's one thing that I'm running out of. There's one thing that I can't buy any more of, and it's time. Yeah. Warren so Buffett's true. in his 80s, I think, yeah. Don. He yeah. has all the money in the world, but he can't get more time. I, I wish we could buy time, but we, we can't. It's Wouldn't just, that be great? Absolutely. So why is it important to understand the value of time when it, when it comes to marriage? Well, just like putting time and effort into maintaining an, an upkeep on your house so that it doesn't fall apart, so that it doesn't lose value, you, we have to do this for our marriage relationship, or honestly, it will fall apart the, you know, it will lose, begin to lose value. The second thing that you have to understand in order to build relation, relational equity is you need time alone to strengthen your relationship. And the key word to this is alone. No kids, no friends, totally no parents, alone. no aunts and uncles, no yes. one. Just you need that alone time. And I know sometimes it's difficult to get, but you need to have it. Every marriage needs FaceTime and we time. Right. And it's kind of funny, Don, because yeah. you and I have talked about this a lot. Yeah. How so many people in marriages, they're like, hey, wait a second. You take the kids. You've been gone all day. I've had the kids. I need me time. Or maybe the the, the dad who maybe he stays home right. and he's yeah. like, no, you take the kids. I need me time, whatever it is. The point is, is so often in marriage, we put ourselves first. And what we're talking about is uh, time alone to strengthen your relationship really comes from what what we would call FaceTime. What is FaceTime, Don? FaceTime is just that time where you're just sitting maybe in a coffee shop across the table from each other. You're on the couch, literally with no, uh, you know, no, no movie, no Netflix, no Facebook or Snapchat or Instagram, you're literally sitting there talking to each other. You're having that face-to-face communication and time alone together. And you're like dreaming about the future, reminiscing about the past. Absolutely. The other thing we like to talk about is we time. We we love we time. And we time is definitely the opposite of me time. Right. It is we time. It's stuff that you can do together for fun, laughing, adventure, riding bikes, baseball games, just walking in the park, stuff that you guys can do to build adventure, but then also just to create memories and and enjoy each other 
while doing things. Yeah, totally. So really what what would be good, I think, is just for every couple, and you and I have to do this on a regular basis, is just to stop and evaluate your marriage mm-hmm. and say, okay, where is my marriage at? Uh, and maybe it's time to renovate your marriage. Just like we bought that house and we were like, there's a wood shop. We're not going to use the wood shop. Uh, why do we have this useless mm-hmm. piece? So many marriages have so many pieces built within it that are useless. They're outdated. Yeah, they're yeah. old. They're they're not going to be used. Yeah. And yet so often couples pour their time into things that aren't helping their marriage. And so maybe it's time. Or they time. just hang on to junk. They yeah. don't need. They just need to get rid of it. Totally. <laughs> maybe they hang on to the past or whatever. But yeah. but for some of you listening, you might be thinking to yourself, you know, my, my marriage isn't where it needs to be. And so maybe it's time to renovate your marriage. And I love the renovation shows yeah. or you know, HGTV kind of shows on TV Love because they, channel. they before they make it beautiful, they always have to tear down to what used to be there. And so ripping those things out of your marriage, things that are old, yep. maybe stale, boring, predictable. Just even, yeah, bo- uh, habits. Sometimes you just get into a routine of habits that are just... They're, they're, they're not great for your marriage at all. So just get rid of them. Absolutely. So maybe, maybe it's uh, you go out to on a date and you're at a restaurant and you sit there and you eat, but you don't really hold a good conversation. So maybe it's time to then find a restaurant where you can't sit right across from each other. Instead, you have to sit side by side and you face the cook that's cooking your food in front of you. Whatever yeah. it is to, to mix up the routine, try something uh, completely different. And that's going to make uh, really, really begin to add some life and some spice into your marriage. Yeah. What else does it look like? It's just spending quality time together, weekly dates. Like I know that was one thing when our kids were little, um, we made it a priority and there's times that we literally had no money and we would put the kids to bed early and we would watch a movie or we'd play a game or we'd just sit and we would talk. But we had that weekly time together. Now, obviously, you know, with the, as the kids got older, you know, then we began to go on dates. And, you know, eventually we were like able to take trips. Yes, and yeah. take trips or, um, you know, a yearly trip somewhere where we could go and, and vacation together alone. And it doesn't have to be necessary for a long time, but it's just that time to sit there and focus on each other and your relationships and laugh. Totally. And it's interesting now, because even when our kids were younger, we would not only still go out of the house for dates. Yeah, we did a ton in the house, but we even did trips where we would just, you know, get somebody to watch our kids. I remember the one time we jumped on a plane with what, two hours notice? And we're, we just picked a place. We're like, where can we go in the United States? We didn't have a lot of money. We're like, where can we go for $199 or less? And we ended up in Dallas, Texas for four days. So much fun. And we had the time of our lives. It was incredible. Uh, but, but, you know, adventure trips, things like that. And then also just, just daily conversations, making sure that you're carving out time every single day, just to talk, just to catch up, just to let each other know what happened in your day, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly all together. Just having that, that time where you can alone, that you can just really talk and converse, communicate. Mm -hmm, The, The third thing is romance. In order to build relational equity, we have to make sure that there's romance. And this is so much easier to do when we're first married, when you were, we're dating. I mean, it just comes so natural. fresh and It new. does. But unfortunately, as you, you know, the longer you're married, sometimes the romance can fade away. Not, not because you don't, you know, you don't want to be romantic, just because the, the cares and responsibilities of life just take over. Responsibilities, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of, basically, it's time to start flirting again, yeah. right? It's yes. time to... Start being inappropriate, yeah. which is appropriate, you know, with each other. 
and yeah. just having fun and being crazy. And I think it's, it can actually get a little bit easier. I know you used to write me really long notes, you know, and honestly, I, I must say now it's a little bit easier. You can text. We can text and mm-hmm. means those are still words. Um, or, you know, maybe go out and just go to a car. I know you've been buying me a lot of cards lately or, uh, you know, leaving little treats for me on the kitchen table when I come home. But just romantic things, little mm. gifts, compliments, or honestly, how about just kissing, making out? Like, why not just sit? I know the other day I came up to you and we just kissed in the in the living room that and was it was so just nice. enjoyable. Um, it just, it was very romantic. And we, didn't, we didn't have to like watch out for our parents no. or wonder if we're going to get busted. Uh-huh. It's the best. I hope you guys are kissing your spouses because kissing is awesome. So make sure that (laughs) you're doing this. But there are spontaneous dates. Yeah. Things that aren't planned. So I think the other thing, uh, the fourth thing that we really want to talk about, again, we're laying a foundation to every great marriage, just like you have an awesome house is on a great foundation. Every great marriage has the foundation of relational equity. And the fourth, fourth thing really is intimacy. And intimacy is something that, of course, can be very sexual, very mm-hmm. passionate, but it, it doesn't always have to be. I, I remember when our kids were little and you and I would first go on a date outside of the house and the minute we would shut the car doors and we'd start to drive away from the house and we couldn't hear the screaming of the kids or the bickering yeah. or whatever it was. And it was just you and I and silence in the yeah. car. I used to I always think, wow, this is like a super intimate experience. Yeah, it was. And it Even was. though yeah. it was not sexual, it was like, oh, it's it's we time, right? Yep. It's you and I. Yep. And it was so, so good. But certainly we're talking about uh, passionate romance, uh, sexual intimacy, yep. that sort of thing. It's funny how how sometimes when you're just alone and you just have that those moments where you can deeply stare into your, each other's eyes. Mm. There's something very intimate about that moment where you're just looking deep, almost into your, the brother person's soul, into their eyes and just um, just loving them in that way. But and then it does. It means sex. Sex is God created sex. It's in the Bible. It's and, and it's something that you know, husband and wife should enjoy together. And something that again sometimes often gets missed or gets looked over, unfortunately, because of the busyness of life. But when you are not intimate with each other, you're you're missing out on building your relationship in just such a mm. deeper, intimate way. It's such a great thing. And I think the one of the biggest secrets to having incredible intimacy, and I've heard this my whole life from great leaders or different people who would just be very transparent about it. But you and I, when we live this out in our bedroom or in the privacy of our own home. And that is when I try to fulfill you and I really try to bring you pleasure or I try to make sure that that I am meeting your needs. And it's such a wonderful thing mm-hmm. to be able to have this special uh, time together that God has created and God has blessed. It's yep. an amazing thing. It's a really, really good thing. So we had a vision for our house to build an apartment out of a wood shop, like I've mentioned a couple times. Well, here's the thing. You've got to get a vision for your marriage. Mm-hmm. What do you want your marriage to look like? In uh, Proverbs 29, 18, it says, without vision, the people perish. And we wanted to bring that up because we come back to the Bible every yeah. single time. It is literally the best manual for your marriage. But this one is true. Without vision, the people perish. Without a vision for your marriage, your marriage is going to perish. You have to have intentionality. You have to have a plan. You have to know what you want your marriage to look like. Yep. And again, just going back to just building equity in a house, you have mm. to have a vision. Like we we walked into this house, that one house six years ago and had pink carpet 
and it, it was had a, a wood shop, and it just wasn't most that appealing. But no. we saw something in it. We had vision for what it could be, and six years later, it paid off tremendously. And we need that vision for our marriage. What What do you see your marriage looking like? What do you want in your marriage? I read this really cool quote from Jensen Franklin. Um, I'm reading one of his books right now. But he said this. He said, if there is no vision for your future, there is no power in the present. The more vision you have for your future, the more power you will have for your present. And I love that. I think that totally can apply to marriage. The more vision that you have for your your future for your marriage, the more mm. power that you will have. We will have more power right now in the present for it's such an exchange, isn't it, Don? Yep. If you and I or couples out there that are listening really take the time and say, hey, this is what we want for our marriage in the future, boy, it gives you the power to say, okay, we need to make these changes today. Yep. We need to have be sexually intimate a couple times a mm-hmm. week. We need to be able to go out on dates. We need to be able to laugh together yes. and be irresponsible and have adventure and that sort of thing. And so it's 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 really good. It helps things right now. So again, what kind of marriage do you want now yep. and in the future? We want to encourage you guys, build a great one. And it all starts with a foundation of relational equity. Quick recap. So how do you build this relational equity? Um, This thing, maybe you've never heard that term before, but how do you build it? First, just remember to understand the value of time. Time is our greatest currency. Second, time alone. Take that time alone to strengthen your relationship. The key word here is um, alone time. Third, romance. Remember to be romantic. Don't forget about the romance. You guys, texting, kissing. Please tell me you're kissing. That's just huge. And last, intimacy. Making sure that you are being intimate, um, both uh, non-sexually and sexually intimate. Again, we want to thank you for joining us for episode four of our Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. We sure love this time with you guys. It's been awesome. You guys have got this. You can do it. Don't give up. Keep loving the fight. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. We really enjoyed having a chance to talk through the concept of relational equity, building a great foundation for your marriage. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. If this podcast has encouraged you in any way, then be sure to share it with the ones that you love through your Facebook page, Instagram, and other social media channels. Please subscribe if you have not subscribed and please click like and leave a review. We'll see you next time.